A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. A fresh study for the spring of 2020 is out. Uh, Southwest Wisconsin's groundwater and geology study looking at uh, private wells in Grant, Iowa, Lafayette counties. Now, we've talked about this in the past, and unfortunately, sometimes people jump to quick conclusions when they see some headlines. Joining us now is Ken Bradbury. He is one of the people that's been connected with these surveys since they started back in 2018. I'm just going to jump right on it, Ken. What, as a scientist, are the takeaways that you saw in this survey versus previous surveys? Well, Pam, thanks thanks very much for having me on today. Um, I think the main thing is that uh, we are seeing pretty much the same trends that we've seen before, which is that we are seeing bacteria originating from people, from cattle, and from pigs in these wells. And so all three sources, and that's uh, similar to what we've seen in previous samplings. And so one might think there's nothing new here, and and in a way there's not, because we that's what we scientifically we do this over and over to see if we're getting the same results. So we again we're seeing both human, cattle, and pig bacteria in these wells. The second main thing I want people to be sure they understand is that we have sampled in this particular sampling a small subset of the wells in the county. We sampled wells that had already been sampled and shown to be Contaminated, so finding contamination in these particular wells is not a surprise at all. Um, in fact, finding it, uh, finding it again is what we expected. And for this sampling, we are just trying to speciate and find out what kind of bacteria are in the wells. So that that's that's what we found this time. And you also point out sample size, Ken. You're talking about three counties. That's a lot of geography, but the sample size is still exceptionally small. We don't want people making sweeping uh, conclusions about all three counties. That's that's exactly right. Great point. So we've only sampled 34 wells in, in this particular sample, sampling, and these samples were collected uh, in November of 2019. So we've sampled 34 wells, and these wells were chosen randomly from wells that we knew were contaminated already over from a sampling of over 800 wells over the the three counties. So this is a very small subsample of things we've already done. Uh, again, we found out that something like 90% of these, of this small sample, were again contaminated. Not a surprise since they were, uh, we knew that they were, we expected that they would be. So uh, again, the point of this particular small sampling was not to determine countywide or regional contamination. It was to determine the kind of contamination we are seeing in wells that are contaminated. So that's that was the point of this. You know, and also to your point about uh, seasonality. So this was taken in November, and if anybody remembers, November 2019, exceptionally, exceptionally wet. Um, you know, there. Although the survey seems to get most attention in springtime, uh, you do try to assess water quality year-round, basically, with seasons, correct? That's right, because we know that, that the environment is not static. It changes with time, and, and again, we have seen a exceptionally wet year. We've 
we're still seeing a wet, a wet time. And just so you know, we, we did another sampling uh, in uh, March, just last month, uh, just before all this pandemic stuff started. Uh, those samples are sitting in the lab now, and I don't think the lab is operating because they're probably shut down too. Uh, but those, we'll have results for those, and well, sometime when we when everybody can get back to work. But we right. do this we do this work seasonally to see if there, if we do see any trends. And, and at this point, I can't really say we have, but um, you know we're not done either. So so stay tuned. Right. Do we have the the group that collectively works on this, Ken? Is there a, an end goal? I I understand what you're saying about how. We've got to get our sample sets. We've got to get replications. We've got to have some baselines here. But as a group, what is the end goal supposed to be from these surveys? Well, the the after we get uh, and, and, and starting as, as soon as we can. Of course, people are kind of trying to do this from home now. But uh, after, starting when we can, and, and after we get our final sampling. We will be doing some statistical correlations between what we're seeing in these samples and various um, land use activities, such as uh, uh, cropping patterns, uh, presence of manure uh, pits, uh, CAFOs, um, a presence of distance to wells or type of well, and and depths to bedrock, some hydrogeologic features to determine. Um, of statistical relationships between things that we think may contribute or help prevent uh, contamination. And then we're, at the same time, we are looking at uh, developing some new mapping of things like depth to bedrock and thickness of soil over this region in order to help, again, correlate what we're seeing in the water quality with physical features of the landscape that we can measure but the ultimate goal of helping uh, be more predictive about water quality and helping people make better decisions about maybe what should be done in the landscape or where to drill wells and what kind of wells should how wells should be designed and how deep they should be and that kind of thing to to limit uh, susceptibility to contamination. Absolutely. And those um, and and those things uh, uh, the original goal was to get all that done by the end of this calendar year. Uh, with this pandemic, of course, everything is like everything else in the world has gotten a little bit out of whack and slowed down. So I expect now it'll be sometime earlier next year before we're done. But, you know, we'll see how, how soon we can all get back to work on this. Right. Let me ask you, Ken, right now the, the groups that are affiliated with this are about conservation, uh, agriculture, uh, as you point out, natural geology. What about the health community? Uh, you know, the public health groups in each of these counties, because as you said right off the top, it's not just livestock. We also have human sources of contamination in these wells, and that you may bet. speak to a completely different uh, range of public officials that need to pay attention. Yes. Well, there are, our county land and water folks that are on, on this project, of course, are in touch with their their respective uh, health offices in the, in the three counties, and they keep them informed. And and if uh, I should say that any time we find a a pathogen in somebody's well that that is likely to to uh, be to make them make people ill, 
those owners are told uh, and given some information. So, uh, you know, they're, they're given a phone call and, and some direct information about what they should be worried about. So, so we, we try to keep on top of that. Uh, but the health, the, the county health departments are following this study pretty carefully. And, and I should say at the state level, the, the state health departments are, have expressed a lot of interest in this too. Yeah, and I guess part of the reason I ask is we could be looking at, to your point about how wells are uh, dug, what kinds of wells work where, and that could have a ripple effect on existing homes already in rural communities. Uh, yeah, yes, yes, it could. Um, that's one of the things we are, again, looking at. Remember, Pam, that, that wells, you know, some of these wells may be nearly 100 years old that people are using, and and a lot of times I, I like to tell people wells are, are out of sight, out of mind for a lot of people, and they don't think much about this very important part of their home infrastructure that's below the ground and they can't see, but if something's wrong with that, like the casings rusted through or contamination is getting in there from the surface, a lot of times it's hard to tell. Uh, and, and you know, it's important to maintain those things uh, and uh, make sure that they're, they're safe. And, and it's an area that a lot of homeowners don't know much about, and that's why we, we rely on well drillers and pump installers to, to do a good job. And, and so this kind of work we're doing should help inform them as well about what, how well should be designed, how deep they should be, what kind of casings they should have, and that kind of thing. Right, right. Now, we so this was the sample of November 2019. When are the next samples supposed to be gathered, Ken? Well, as I said, the the uh, our last sampling was in April, or I mean, I'm sorry, March, like last month, just before the pandemic hit. Uh, and then uh, we're we may be able to, we're not sure when the next sampling will come. Uh, we would like to do one this summer, but who knows whether that'll be working out with uh, social distancing and all. Uh, so, um, but we but with this last one. With, with this one we collected in March, when those get analyzed, we will have four. So that'll be a, that. That was really our first design to, to do four of these subsamples, and so that, in theory, will complete us. But because the data have been so interesting, we would like to do one more if we can. But I again, with the pandemic, I'm not sure when we'll be able to do that right now. Absolutely, absolutely. But I surely can understand your curiosity because mine is equally piqued by seeing these numbers. Thank you, Ken. Ken Bradbury, along okay, with thanks. us. One of the one of the participants in this uh, Southwest Wisconsin groundwater and geology study, Grant, Iowa, Lafayette counties. Like he said, these are wells that they already knew uh, had some contaminants. Uh, they just have to kind of get their data sets together, folks. So make sure that you're kind of tapping the brakes and and taking a look at all elements of this information as it moves forward. We'll keep you posted. It's all up on our website now, MidwestFarmReport.com. I'm Pam Yankee.